0: Hey, remember to subscribe and follow my podcast so when I release a new episode, you get a notification and follow me on Instagram. Yes, King Oliver. I am very active on there. Have a great day and enjoy the episode. And the answer is yeah.
1: Yes. Amazing. Beautiful. So are you just uh, um, taking this? Like you had the awareness about this and you're taking it into exercising. I know that you are someone who's very, very, very open to energies and everything. So have you witnessed this happening in other areas other than exercising in your body transforming? Have you witnessed it in another field in your life?
0: Yeah, so so growing up, it was always sport. But then when I spent all my time on my computer creating ideas, like I... I created Facebook, the concept of Facebook, before Facebook existed with my friend when I was, like, 13. So I was getting him to do it. I created the concept of Instagram. I'm ahead of my game, basically. I created Alexa in terms of telling my dad the idea of having Mm -hmm. a thing which you can speak to, and it all connects. I'm well ahead of the game, right? Because I was young. I had no money, not enough people to put into action. I I couldn't do anything, right? So I should have been the next Zuckerberg jobs, right? But obviously I was very young. And so what I'm trying to say to is that my ideas, by believing they were the best, stimulated me to think better and deeper mm-hmm. and keep creating, coming up with Facebook and Instagram, like right? what Facebook is, is exactly what I came up with, the hashtags. I had a vision of being out for dinner, you take a photo of spaghetti bolognese. Other mm-hmm. people also who post a picture of spaghetti bolognese can put them into a category, which as we know is a hashtag. But True. what I called it was a, a, a tap. So it was called contact, right? And then you would tap this photo. So it was so you would like tap this image of and you put them all into categories. And mm-hmm. anyway, seven years' time down the line, Facebook, Instagram happens. But it was just like you keep wanting to be better than yourself. Mm-hmm. So Roger Federer, for example, or Nadal, the only competition they have is themselves. Like True. so they can constantly challenge themselves. So to your answer, um what was your question? <laughs>
1: Have you witnessed that when you are aware of people watching me, I do better in other areas other than uh, sports?
0: Oh, yeah. Um, Just if I'm walking around Tesco's, like, for example, when I'm thinking, I'm twitching because my brain's, like, powering my face muscles. If I know people Mm -hmm. are watching me, I'm in deep meditation because I'm aware that they're looking. It's what my dad used to say, you're on show. So when I used to go out into town centres, when I used to be on the escalators, the whole town's looking at you. And he knew that people were looking at him and me he didn't want to be associated with somebody who was twitching because whatever reason is about self-control awareness whatever um Mm -hmm. and so he was like you're on show so when i knew i was on show it means people are watching you and i was aware of myself twitching so i didn't twitch because by being aware i wasn't thinking because you can't do two at the same time meditation or thinking so that essentially is Me taking control of my own belief system and amplifying it, whatever it is—sport, music, people looking at me—it's all the same thing. It's like
1: that's very true. Yeah, I call it leaving
0: a banana on the side, going on holiday, coming back and it's still there. Whereas if you (laughs) if you move that banana, then it's not going to be there anymore. So you can choose to keep it there, to move it. Like we're in control of like every single thing. You can choose to make more money, choose to make less. And the art of just like not bothering to do action or believing it's not possible jeopardizes those opportunities coming back. It's multidimensional is pretty much what I'm saying.
1: Mm -hmm. Very, very true. And this is not the first time I hear about this. I have a friend who stutters. But when he's around us, his friends, he knows that we definitely do not judge him about that. And when he takes that time, because his brain wants to say so many things at the same time, so no word is coming out. We are just there waiting, no judgment, no expectations, no anything. He actually doesn't stutter. And when we are outside and he witnesses people watching him, as you said, he's on the show, then it starts happening or when he's nervous or stuff like that. And I saw him throughout the years develop this kind of way to kind of control it when he's in situations, for example, drop interviews or he speaks with a crush or he speaks with a girl that he likes. He kind of developed a way in his own mind to focus. And slow down his mind in order for him to stop stuttering so that this will no longer be the barrier that people will accept him or not you know so it's really interesting to see that even such um, I'm, I don't even like to call them disabilities it's like a different way of functioning that person functions in a different way their mind functions in a different way and they find a way to make it quote unquote normal for other people who are normal you know so yeah it's interesting
0: So I used to um, stutter and um, mumble and speak really quick um, because my brain was very active and so by Mm -hmm. I used to stutter and stamina and I couldn't get words out and like because my brain was trying to speak and my mouth like wasn't moving Um, and every cure whether it's stamina, Tourette, OCD, Asperger's, dyslexic, it's the first belief that this thing you are dealing with exists Right? Mm-hmm. I cure Tourette's by coming off the medication thinking it was a load of bollocks and my Tourette disappeared, right? Same for a yeah. If you believe they're judging you, you're going to get this nervous energy build up in you. You're going to speak to the voice in your head first before you speak. And then when they are looking at you, you're going to think that they are knowing you're speaking to the voice, which creates a, a disharmony of energy, like almost mm-hmm. like putting two north north magnets together it's going to like repel apart so for example when i was thinking and somebody was speaking to me i would twitch more and i realized the energy coming off my brain when i was thinking was creating like a a spark or a fusion in the air from them observing me by the belief that they knew i was not listening to them so when you speak to somebody and you're thinking you twitch because you think are they thinking that i'm thinking that they've got a spot on their cheek or their hair's a bit they're receding at the top. And you sort of think, okay, well, do they know that what I'm thinking? And it creates a nervous energy. And essentially, it's about your nervous system responding to this nervous negative energy and trying to balance it and calm it down. And it's almost like blinking. I used to blink growing up and I still blink. And I realized that when you blink, you're kind of clearing your eyes to prepare for what's coming. So if you think you're going to miss something, you're going to blink because you want to be aware so it's almost like waiting for this train that never comes waiting for this punch that never comes that's what a stamina is that's what um why people twitch because they they're kind of trying to calm their energy down but they never actually get it to a calm state so your friend mm. he knows you're not judging him so he could just his energy's the same he's used to your energy yeah. If he's in a social situation, he puts his hand up in the classroom. Everyone's now focused on him. And the more Mm -hmm. he's going, going, what a twat. What's the fucking idiot? Come on, John, spit it out. And he's like, and you go into your own head and you get anxiety, Your heart starts to pound and you can't because they're taking away your energy by observing you like the quantum physics. It knows when it's being observed. If you are observing me, you take away my ability to process the information with the energy that I need to process it it's almost like I have five screws and I need all these screws to hold up my bed okay you take away those screws my headboard falls down so I'm constantly trying to get those screws back so when you're observing me I can't do the job of speaking you're taking away my screws and it's the same with dyslexia believing that he can't read because everyone's now expecting him to fuck up on the words and obviously fucks up because he believes that he's got dyslexia. I proved all this stuff wrong. I cured Tourette's, I cured my OCD, dyslexia, Asperger's, whatever, ADHD, because it was a belief that they existed in the first place. But it's a state Mm. of mind that if you override that state of mind, which is all about gaining control over your energy levels, is what it comes down to, having control over that person's perception of you before they make a judgment, that is what cured me.
1: Mm. very very interesting have you have you helped other people get cured the same way because this is I, I I'm very aware that it could be very simple in explaining it's the same thing for people for example that I work with and they want to become speakers and they want to enhance their communication levels you can tell them as much as you want but if they're not willing to change the belief system in that state of mind, You can't push them any further because it needs to start from that person. You need to show them that it's like, to me, it's like a a non-ending cycle. It starts with your belief system and believing in your potential, acting on it, even though it's not perfect, and then enhancing, and then your belief system is going to be rewarded because... Oh, today, I don't give a fuck. It's okay. And I'm just doing it. And then it starts to build a new belief system and it starts enhancing. But it all starts with that belief system. And so many people take lots of time and they practically do not take any results. They don't see them happening because they are not willing to work on that belief system. And they are stuck in there. Have you ever had someone like that asking you for help, probably uh, in the stuttering or OCD or anything like that, and you couldn't kind of help them because they were stuck in that state of mind?
0: Because I am very aware and I have great judgment, I kind of spot them before they even know I've spotted them. So it's almost like the conversation would never get there it's almost like I would divert it going any further so if they specifically ask me a specific question then obviously I'd say because they want to know right but if you know someone's clearly got shit going on and you can help them I won't bother speaking because they are not ready to learn and from experience I know unless you ask me you're not going to do it you'll listen now and they'll be oh that's great great ideas and then you just go back to your normal life so
1: from experience
0: I have I have forcefully taught somebody knowing there was an issue to the point where they wouldn't ask me because I already spotted them. So now I've okay. realized you can't teach them unless they ask you. So I don't teach people unless they ask me. So to your answer to your question? No, nil, okay. because I've already spotted them out. Who could be helped and you can't? And the ones that can be helped have to come to me first. So the answer is zero, surprisingly. But I know you get what I'm saying.
1: Oh, yeah, that's that's true. Because people who ask for something, they already kind of prepared themselves for, okay, I need to change. I am aware of it and I need to change. And I, I, I agree with you. It's the same thing with people who want to, uh, okay, I'm going to give the example of my sisters, for example. I wanted to help them to lose weight because they are really, really overweight and it's getting, affecting all of their health. And I tried to help them. And what happened is I was the one giving them the advice, giving them everything that I know, that I work with other people with, but they never asked me. So they keep on saying yes, yes, but they do not take the action until one day. And it it is definitely different with people you love and family compared to people you work with. With family, you always want to give more. You always want to push more. And then I understood that, no, that is actually the bad side of what I was doing. It will never come to fruition. You need to step back, let them just observe and witness, and then eventually they come and ask the question how can you help me when they when for example you go outside they even they can't even walk or play with their kids and they're not 50 or 60 they're 30 or 35 and they're already like they have no breath and they can't even do a proper run then they understand okay there is something wrong with me and I need to change so I agree with you 100% if they do not ask for it don't just try to give it away it's not going to work
0: it's almost like <clears throat> you have lots of things to do in a day right let's say you've got a weekly calendar you've got to do this do this yeah. call clean the beds go to your nan's house whatever yeah if somebody says um can you please come and cut my grass you're like i can't because i'm busy for three weeks i can do it on the third week so you put it in the calendar you do all your thoughts you've got for this week and the week after and then you'll get round to that one so if you go to somebody and say look you're really fat you need to lose weight they're not thinking about that you've come out the blue right they might be fat but they're not they're thinking about fucking cleaning the toilets or they've got to go to the (laughs) shop to get some crisps right because whatever so they're not in the mindset to deal with that and so Mm. you come in and say look you need to lose weight go for a run yeah okay they have got the three weeks of i've got to do the toilets play the piano take my kids to school do the beds so so you're trying to like drag them here when they're Trying to go here, so like they're trying to pick up the kids from the school, but you're pulling them into the gym. And they're like, The kids got to go to school, yeah, but you're fat, yeah, but the kids are going to be late, <laughs> yes, but you're fat, so it's not going to work. No. So, once they've yeah, taken no. the kids to the school, they've had a shit, they've done the shower, they've gone fix the light bulb. Now, I am aware that I'm really big, I know you can help me. How can I lose weight? You need to sign up to the gym, okay? I'll sign up to the gym, you need to change your diet, okay? I'll change my diet. They are ready to take action. And I learned the hard way by trying to teach people what they know they should be doing and they might in time do it. But if they're not mentally ready to take that step and they put the kids to the bed and they've had a shower, they cannot. They cannot listen to your advice because my mind is elsewhere. Um, mm-hmm. And that's why any pattern takes three weeks to change, because you've got to do all the other thoughts first and then that thought you can't just. Add in a thought it's like having a, a busy schedule all week you can't just do a podcast call on the on a Wednesday because you're busy
1: mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah you can only help yeah. people who ask to be helped mm-hmm. and I learned it the hard way and nowadays unless someone is asking like not I- Sometimes I'm even going forward desperately are you really really desperate for change that's when you know that the person is committed even emotionally and they're gonna deal with it so it's uh, it's it's really interesting to I haven't been the person to be aware of belief system and mindset. I always was in that first stage when I was growing up, as you explained. Um, I knew that my my family, especially my dad, was always expecting from me to be good at school, to be uh, always focusing on my studies. He kind of expected a grown up at the age of six. Like he didn't even need to tell me to go do my chores or do good at sports. Like he, the expectation was there. So I knew I needed to come at least to that level but later on I understood that it was in a good way helping me to always do better always do better because I knew somebody believed in me it's like I was uh, kind of borrowing his belief system until I actually built mine which is okay as well to do which is okay
0: yes exactly the same for me um you like that you know my dad was observing me expecting me to do what he would do And um, if it wasn't as he would visioned, it would be not wrong. But like the next part of this podcast will be released very soon. Make sure you have subscribed and notifications are turned on. Stay tuned, everyone.